0: I don't have time. It's something we say as moms, business owners, and even in other areas of our lives, but it also might be the one thing holding us back from achieving our biggest dreams for ourselves, our families, and our businesses. If you find yourself saying, I don't have time, then today's episode might be exactly what you need to hear to reframe your mindset and play a bigger game in the upcoming year. Sound like something you want? Well, then let's get started.
1: Hey, and welcome to Mama Business, a workshop-style podcast that helps busy mamas like you navigate the highs and lows of managing a family and having a business dream, too. I'm your host, Sarah Brumley. I'm a wife, mama to three, and a hobby blogger turned business growth specialist. It's my job every day to help mamas grow, scale, and thrive in the online business world without sacrificing their family lives. Each episode features real-life talk about home and business, coupled with actionable strategies you can implement immediately. No fluff necessary. So if you are ready to create a bigger impact at home and in business, you are in the right place. This is Mama Business.
0: Well, hey there, and welcome back to this very first episode of the Mama Business Podcast in 2023. I hope you had an amazing holiday season and that you are excited about the year ahead. There's something about the freshness of coming into a new year, isn't there? I mean, it doesn't mean that everything from last year just ceases to exist or goes away or whatever, but there's definitely some freedom and some excitement as we think about what we might be able to accomplish in the upcoming months. If we can just stick with it, right? And I'm going to be sharing my goals for 2023 on Thursday's episode, so make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss it. But today we're ringing in the new year on this podcast by contemplating one phrase that I personally believe holds us back in life and business, from accomplishing and reaching our goals, and from showing up like the women we were meant to be. And that phrase is, I don't have time. And that might not be true for you, but I'm going to share what I found for me. And honestly, I just feel so convicted to share this because I hear it a lot from other mamas, especially those running businesses too. So hopefully what I've learned might help you as well. Personally, I've learned that when I say I don't have time, that what I'm really saying is I don't value my boundaries or myself enough to be truthful. I'm saying that's not my priority. And more often than not, I'm using that time excuse for choosing not to do something that might feel uncomfortable. Now, we can think of uncomfortable as being things that are bad for us, but that's not necessarily true because growth can be uncomfortable. In fact, it normally is. So more often than not, I'm saying no to pursuing growth in the areas that matter most to me. So I'm making excuses, I'm not valuing myself or my boundaries, I'm not being truthful, and I'm not prioritizing the things that really matter. And we say this to others, but my bigger concern is that we say it to ourselves and then we believe it. The truth is that you have plenty of time. The question is, what are you doing with it? That's deep, right? A little convicting, possibly? And suddenly you're wishing that you tuned in to just about any other podcast today. But stick with me here, okay? Because there's a better way. A way that doesn't leave us feeling guilty. A way that doesn't allow us to continue to make and practice making excuses. And I'm hopeful that we can start off 2023 embracing that better way. So today I'm gonna give you three things I've done and am continuing to do so that I don't have time isn't my go-to phrase in 2023. Sound like a win? Well, I think so too. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. The first thing I did and highly recommend doing was an inventory of how I spend my time. And you can call this a New Year's cleanse of your calendar and your to-do list if you'd like, but essentially I sat down and I looked at where I'm spending my time each and every hour, day, and week. Even the small chunks of time matter, especially when you have little ones at home. Can I get an amen from the toddler mama corner? Because seriously, it's real, right? Anyways, I've seen this done a lot of ways, but the more common way is just to set a timer and make a quick note at the end of every hour. What did you do? What did you accomplish? And that might seem like a lot of work, but really if you just keep a sheet of paper and a pen around, it's pretty easy to make those quick notes. Personally, I folded up a sheet of paper in my back pocket so I didn't have to go looking for it and we always have pens around so it was really easy to find something to write with when I needed it. But trust me, it's worth doing this process, which is why I highly recommend it, okay? After my inventory, I then took a look at what I was really using my time for. Was I really wasting 20 minutes of my little one's nap time cleaning up toys he was just going to mess up as soon as he woke up? Instead of like getting the dishes done or doing laundry that's been piling up and that I've been making excuses for? Was I scrolling social when I could have been recording podcast episodes and moving the needle in that realm, right? Did I have to make multiple runs to the grocery store this week because I didn't make a list the first time? Honestly, I know that I waste a lot of time. I know that I have a lot of time that's not used wisely as well, but when you do an inventory like this one and you start to look at where every hour or minute even of your day goes, it becomes really clear that we use I don't have time as an excuse for not doing the things that really matter or will move the needle for us. So start with this time inventory because it'll give you a clear picture of where you're spending your time and what you might be able to eliminate so that you have a little bit more to spare for things that matter more to you. Because it's not like the things that you're doing don't matter to you. Obviously, if you're spending time on them, they probably do matter. But the key is that there may be things that matter more. And that's where we want to place our focus, right? Okay, secondly, and this is something that I've done and continue to do, is to set clear, consistent boundaries for myself and others, and then communicate them honestly. And there's two pieces to this. First, I have to know what my boundaries are for myself and for those around me. So it starts with that. And we can talk more about boundaries in the future, but for the sake of this episode, just know that you have to determine what those boundaries are ahead of time. Okay. But the second piece is actually harder for many people, myself included. And that's the fact that just having those boundaries in the back of my mind doesn't mean that I'm going to use them. I have to communicate them as well. All right. Let me repeat that for anybody who might have just been tuned out or listening to something else or doing something else at the moment. Okay. Listen in here. Just having those boundaries in the back of my mind doesn't mean that I'm going to use them. I have to communicate them as well. Alrighty, so I'm going to give some examples of this so that you can apply this strategy to your own life as well, okay? Obviously, you're going to go ahead and tweak these situations to fit your own situation, so um, these are just examples. Alrighty, so let's talk first about personal boundaries. And let's say that my boundary, which this isn't one of my boundaries, but let's just use it as a good example because it's something that comes up frequently during this time frame. But let's say that my boundary is that I'm not drinking on the weeknights in 2023. That could be a goal or a resolution, but I've determined for myself that I have to draw a boundary around drinks on the weeknights. So when my friend asks if I wanna go out to a paint and sip with her on Tuesday night, my inclination prior to right now when I'm making these decisions, right, is to let her know that I'm busy that night or maybe even make an excuse like I don't have time. See how that's an excuse we use instead of being truthful? If I choose to communicate honestly with her though, I might say something like, hey, I really wanna get together with you. I'm not drinking on the weeknights right now though, so is there any way that we could schedule that paint and sip for a Friday? It's a clear boundary, it's clear and truthful communication, and very likely it's going to be a fun night out on Friday. Because it's not that you most likely don't have time on Tuesday to go out with your friend, but if you want to stick to the boundary you set for yourself and really enjoy the full experience of a paint and sip, then it's not in your best interest to go out on a Tuesday. Let's take a look at a family boundary now. And this one's directed specifically at mamas of little ones, but you can probably um, take it and place it into any other family type of situation, all right? But for mamas of little ones, like toddlers, like mine, another boundary we often have to draw for ourselves and our kids is that of respecting their schedules. In my case, we protect nap and bedtime at all cost. That means that I draw a clear cut boundary around that timeframe in our day. That doesn't mean that I don't have time in my day to get together with other moms or have playgroups, though. It just means that we have to plan it during a time frame that doesn't conflict with nap time. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about my strategy around this one in a minute. But if someone invites us to go out during his nap time, I could use the excuse, well, I just don't have time that day. But that's not being honest or valuing my own boundaries. Instead, I need to say, hey, we'd love to hang out for a play group at some point, but right now his nap time is between this time and this time, which means that we really have to be home by this time. Is there any way that we could plan a gathering before that time or maybe even after his nap? Once again, that sets a clear boundary, right? I'm offering clear and truthful communication and very likely we're going to have a fun play group that doesn't happen during nap time at some point in the future. So just being honest, communicating those can create great results. The final example I'm going to give is a business boundary. And boundaries in business are equally important to boundaries in your personal and family life. Whether it's shutting down the computer at a certain time of the day, only checking your email every so often, or only responding to client requests during business hours, there are a multitude of ways that we can and should draw boundaries within the business setting. And like everything else, these boundaries will be unique to each individual person and each individual business because we're all different. Now, I have a couple of my own boundaries in business, but one of my favorites is when I'm available to meet with clients. And I have certain days of the week and even times of the days available for these meetings. And because I put that boundary in place, I can very clearly communicate when I'm available to meet, either by allowing someone to schedule using my online calendar or to simply give them a couple of times to choose from. Because of the clarity I have around this, I never have to say I don't have time to my clients or to the other things that require my attention. I do have time. It's just a matter of when that time is available for that specific activity. Is it always perfect? No, it's not because I'm not perfect, right? But when I stick to that boundary, it allows me to stay focused on the other things that also matter to me. Once again, it's a clear boundary. I'm offering clear and truthful communication. And nearly always, I'm going to have an upbeat and unrushed client meeting that produces results as a result of setting that boundary. So, create and communicate those clear boundaries because it's going to make a world of difference at home, in your personal life, and in your professional life. And that brings us to the third thing I do and am continuing to do going forward into 2023, and that's scheduling my priorities. And honestly, I want to say making scheduling my priorities a priority, but that seems a little redundant and honestly kind of hard to say. But even so, I know without a doubt that if I schedule something into my calendar, I am much more likely to get it done. And when I schedule something in, then I don't have the excuse that I didn't have time. And like your boundaries, you have to first know what your priorities are so that you can communicate them to yourself and others and then schedule them into your calendar. And I've talked a little in a previous episode, episode 23, so you can go back and listen to that if you want to. But I talked in that episode a little bit about how I sit down each week to fill out my calendar and determine what my priorities and goals are for the week, as well as all the things that I absolutely need to get done. Everything. And I mean everything everything goes onto my calendar because if it doesn't it's unlikely to happen and you can talk with my friends about this because they'll tell you the exact same thing if i don't write it down while we're talking about it i forget or find myself double booked and it's a mess so for me this is a no-brainer but i think that this actually goes deeper than simply scheduling tasks and activities In my case, I have to go as far as blocking out time for specific priorities and goals, even if I'm not sure what I'm going to be accomplishing during that time. And this might seem a little bit confusing, but it really plays right into the um, making sure that those hard or uncomfortable things are on the calendar so that I don't keep pushing them off. So let's take a look at a couple of examples, all right? Um, If one of my goals is to launch a program by the end of the year, I might choose to prioritize a time block this week in order to make progress toward that goal. The key here is getting past the need to know what you're doing during that time block, right? Because I might not know, but the sooner I sit down and actually take action on making progress with this goal, the sooner I'm gonna see results. And it would be very easy to just put it off and put it off and put it off, and then at the end of the year, end up not having accomplished it. And then possibly gravitate back to that excuse of, well, I didn't have time. Well, I did have time, but I didn't schedule it in. See how that works? So it's less about knowing what you're going to do during that time, because if you have that time blocked off for that specific activity and you sit down to do that activity, you're going to figure out what to do. You're going to make progress forward. I do this myself for several different things. For me, priorities include getting together with other moms during the week. So like I said, I have a couple of times blocked off during the week so that I'm available for that. Not during nap time, but I am available. And that doesn't mean that those spots get filled every week, but it does mean that I'm open and I'm available to embrace those friendships when somebody calls. It also means that when those spaces are filled, I have the ability to say that my week is pretty full, but I'd love to schedule it into the next available space because it would be very easy for me to just hang out with friends all week long and not get anything else done, right? So I have to prioritize those time blocks so I am not neglecting my friends, but I also need to prioritize other activities and time during my day. Additionally, if one of my family priorities is phones off and text out away for a certain amount of time each week, then I can block that right out in my calendar. Does that mean I know exactly what we're going to do for family activities during that time block? No, I don't. But it does mean that our phones will be off and that will be our focus during that time. So the key here is to know what those priorities are and what your goals are also, and then schedule them in time block if you have to, but make sure that you are allocating your time to what really matters to you now so that you can see great results in the future. Alrighty, so quick recap of these three things I'm doing to replace the I don't have time mentality. First, time inventory. Just looking at your calendar and your to-do list and cleansing it, all right? Second, communicate clear, consistent boundaries. Pretty self-explanatory. And third, knowing and scheduling your priorities on your calendar. All right, for those of you that are like me and might have the tendency to want to people please around this or go back to that I don't have time mentality, I want to give you a few responses that you can use for situations that might come up that involve your time. Because it's best to practice ahead of time so you don't find yourself floundering in the moment. First, you have to be aware of whether the request asked of you is your priority, because sometimes it's really just a hard no. In that case, it's okay to say, I appreciate you thinking about me, but this really isn't something I can prioritize at this time in my life. I hope you can find someone else that will be a good fit. I have a really awesome person in my life who had to make a hard call on something like this, and I think it's a great example for us to look at today she was asked by another woman if they could be friends. And my friend thought about it for a little bit and then said, truthfully, I really can't commit to this at this time in my life. I wouldn't be able to give you the priority and friendship that you really need. That's hard, right? And yet my friend put the other woman in touch with someone else who had the availability to be the friend she needed. Sometimes we have to make those hard calls for our own good and for the good of others. So don't be afraid to do so. Now, once you know it's something that's a priority of yours, then you can use some of these other responses during times when you do have a busy schedule of events or activities or whatever it might be. Okay. You could say something like, I'd love to do that. Let's get it on the calendar. I'd love to get together. My schedule this week is full, but what if we look at next week? I really do want to hang out with you, but this week's already pretty full and I don't believe I can give you my best attention. Do you think we could plan for next week? I actually have another commitment that day. Could we try four and then, you know, just pick a different day? Actually, I only meet with two people per week, but here's my scheduling link and I'd love it if you could just go ahead and grab a slot that works for you on my calendar. That might be more of a business one, but you kind of get the picture, right? No guilt. No excuses, just clear, honest communication. And that brings us to the action part of this episode. And this is super important, especially as we enter this new year, because action is where the dreams turn into the reality. I'm hopeful that you're going to consider taking action on all of the things we discussed today. But if you only have time for one thing, it's this. I want you to consider what you're saying to yourself and others when you use the phrase, I don't have time. Is it that you don't value your boundaries or yourself enough to be truthful? Is it that it's not your priority? Is it an excuse for choosing not to do something that might be uncomfortable? Whatever it is, I'd love to encourage you to walk alongside me this year as we embrace being honest with ourselves and others and making the time for the things that really matter to us. Because we do have time, but our time here is limited. Will we waste it? or will we make the most of it and achieve our biggest goals and dreams? Now, I know from personal experience that I am more likely to accomplish what I set out to do if I'm accountable to someone. So DM me on Instagram and tell me whether I don't have time has been an excuse you've used and how you might change that in 2023. That allows me to cheer on your progress. And you know me, mama, I am definitely cheering you on. Have an amazing day, and I will chat with you again soon.